So as you can see, there is like 10 inches of snow behind me right now, coming down hard. Welcome to May, motherfucker. That's what Colorado is saying to me right now. Welcome to May. It's been snowing every day since I've gotten here, every single day. And here's, uh, <laughs> here's to make matters a little more funny. I was packing up all my things before I came here, and... I packed a bunch of stuff, but I had to leave room because I actually came out here with my friend slash intern. She needed an internship for college, so I was like, this is perfect. Come out with me. Just uh, You can intern in the Colorado mountains. And that's actually who's going to be editing this, and that's who's going to be editing some of my other stuff and just filming. But um, yeah, so anyway, I come out here. And it's time to go on like a hike. And I'm like, okay, let me get my hiking shoes. I look for the bag because it's a white trash bag with a bunch of my shoes. I got some Balenciaga slips, some Gucci slips, Yeezys, my Naja Houston uh, skate shoes, and my hiking shoes. So I'm like, where did I put these? Like, did I bring them in? Maybe I brought them in and I just didn't know them. You know, because that was a long drive, 19 hours. That supercharging is no joke. We're watching Westworld on the way, 19 hours. And we finally get here. I'm like hallucinating at this point because we're able to autopilot the whole way, like without a problem. Actually, when we're, <laughs> we're driving, so I put like um, kind of like a weighted object on the wheel sometimes if it's a long duration where, you know, the autopilot is going to keep going and you don't have to put your your hands on it every minute. But we were driving through Kansas and I got the the weight on the wheel. I got the movie playing like under the dash so I can still like see the road but watch the movie at the same time. I got a pillow behind my head. I got a pillow in front of my hands. And uh, all of a sudden we noticed that there's a cop behind us and apparently he's been following us for like a while. And I had no clue cause I was just so zoned in on the movie that, you know, I'm not looking at my rear view mirror, looking at the side mirrors I'm seeing just in front of me and the movie. And we pull over to the side and I'm like, Oh Jesus. So as we're pulling over, it's kind of like that scene out of the office where Dwight's like throwing out all of his stuff out of the car like as I'm pulling over, I'm like taking the weight off of the wheel. I'm moving. I'm taking the movie. I'm putting it to the side. I'm taking the pillows. I'm chucking them in the back. But he just issued us a warning. No problem whatsoever. I mean, the guy was a G. He kind of seemed like someone who moved from Canada. And he was just living in the middle of Kansas. Where are you two going? That's what he was saying. Anyway, back to the shoe thing. I'm looking for my shoes today, uh, last night, and I'm like, where the fuck are these shoes? I cannot believe it. Like, I need these shoes. I, I literally have the least comfortable pair of shoes that I own because, like, the bottoms, like, move around and shit. So I call up my parents. They go over to the apartment to look to see if I left them in my apartment. They go, no. And I go, okay, we'll check and see with the front desk lady if uh, anyone seemed to have put it back in or, and turned it in or anything. So <laughs> I get a call like a couple minutes later saying, so what happened was apparently you left your shoes in the bag on the elevator 
and people freaked out and no one wanted to check it. So they called the police thinking it could be like some sort of bomb. And the police get there, they open it up and um, they see it's his shoes. And so I'm like, okay, well, good. At least they'll be somewhere in the building. So my parents are like, yeah, we're going to go. They're checking on to see what happened to the shoes right now. So they hang up, they call back another 20 minutes. And apparently the cops are like, yeah, we'll just throw these away. Apparently they just like, it's like, and the, the front desk person didn't speak up. It's like so obvious these cops were taking these shoes because they were, it wasn't like shitty, like, torn up shoes that someone forgot to throw out. It was like decent condition, all of them. Well, okay, to be fair, now I think about the Yeezys were kind of messed up and uh, whatever it's called. um, The um, Nigel Houston's were big torn up. But the slips, I don't know. I think they definitely were just hiding it. And I think uh, I just want my shoes back. So now what we're going to do is like I'm going to try to take creative angle on that. And to my right of me, I got the trading computers all set up. We're all ready to go. We're all going for it right now. Uh, and I got some ideas for some great videos coming out. So I think I'm going to make a video first off about just options trading for some hiking shoes so I can get both of us because she doesn't have any hiking shoes either and man we were walking through the dirtiest filthiest muddiest trail you could possibly think of today in our shoes and they got fucked up I'm looking at them right now before we left the both of the shoes they're basically as white as your teeth after you do like the six month situation with the dentist where you go in and they whiten it and everything but now they're looking like somebody's asshole that hasn't been wiped in a while. So we're, we're trying to get those clean teeth on the back of our feet, but also have those hiking boots because, guys, if you're watching audio only, I don't know what platform you are on, but if you are just watching audio only, you got to see how much snow is coming down. May 11th. It's been, me- like, I was talking to her yesterday, and it was weird. It was like, I said something, I was like, oh, for a second, I thought it would, I was like, oh, I said, but it feels good. We're talking about something else. I'm like, it feels good that we're finally coming out of winter. And then I'm, I took it back and I was like, I don't know why I just said that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I'm like, holy fuck, I, I think it's still winter. I think it's still winter. What in the hell is going on? As I talk more and more, the snow keeps falling harder and harder. I feel like a trick is being played on me right now. But it's really messing um, with my internal clock, I guess you could say. Because I was getting like, I was feeling the weather. It was getting warmer. I was feeling happy. And then all of a sudden, the snow is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but in the appropriate time. But like, I feel like uh, multiple times, like especially right when I said that right now, there's like a sinking feeling in my stomach where it's like, whoa. Like it's kind of like when you're at home and you're getting tons of snow and then eventually the weather's warming up, warming up, and then all of a sudden the biggest snow comes down. It's kind of like that because we didn't get anything like this back in St. Louis. This is nuts. And it's a weird introduction into the the seven weeks, but I will say I'm I'm happy I'm staying back in St. Louis for another six months because to have... (laughs) So to have... 
all my stuff's spread out in like six different places with no place to stay besides this one that I'm living in in Colorado on top of the snow coming in like a motherfucker on, and so much more. Um, I'm happy to be where I am, but it's also, I think it's good because I was figuring out, it's just like, I've, I've, I've been living so comfortably for like a year that you need to shake it up. Like if you're living comfortably, I don't know what you're doing, man. I don't know what you're doing because then you start to, you start to make mistakes in uncomfortable situations or you start to, you know, you start to not even go after uncomfortable situations, which where the most progress can be made. And it doesn't really matter about what area you're going after because I think too many people get caught up in the fact of success equals money. But I've, I've learned more recently. It's like doing what you want is really the successful thing. Doing what you want while still being able to supply uh, a pl- supply for yourself and your family. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's all. It's, that's what it's all about, guys. And that's what it's all about. And uh, yeah, so going into summer and going into this transitional period for me, I just noticed because there's so many things that I've changed about myself that I've talked about in that last one. Some I'll talk about, some I won't. But when you change yourself, your old self constantly tries to just hold you back, trying to pull you back in like you're rolling in a bass fish out in the uh, out in the sticks. But um, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to constantly be pulled in by comfortability. But anyway... Anyway, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually. Man, this is probably one of the funniest stories I have from college. So, I was actually telling this story yesterday. Um, One time in college, I had just moved into this tiny, tiny, tiny one-bedroom studio with a community bathroom at Mizzou. And my buddy Jonah came over. And Jonah was over and he got in, he got into the apartment with me. We were just hanging out and I had this massive stereo system, stereo equipment with a huge subwoofer. It was like, it took up like 20% of the room on its own, like with everything combined. That's how I loved having a huge audio um, thing and always getting knocks on the doors for blasting it, like so many knocks. But I had to, but this was my first time in there, and I was like, okay. I'm looking out the window. It's looking down on the courtyard. I'm like, this is going to be funny because I see about a group of 15 to 20 people walking this way. I'm like, Jonah, check this out. So I go on YouTube. I type in sex noises and then press play, and I crank the, I crank the stereo all the way up. At the very top. <laughs> and um, the, we look and the, the group of like 20 people immediately turn to us. We're like, like they all turn and they know exactly the window it's coming out. So we peek our head out and we're dying laughing. We're on the floor at this point because everybody in this huge courtyard. This group of 20 was looking, but there's probably like 40 people, 50 people that were like passing by staring up. And we were dying laughing. So we wait like 30 seconds and we look back up. And now this huge group of like 
50, I would, let's just say 17 people are walking this way, like um, just like a cluster of, of ducks. You know, they're all just quack, 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 quack. And all the time they're hearing, ah, ah, like so loud. I can't explain how loud it was. Because we, oh, I remember we actually put the speaker so that they went out of the window. And now we're on the floor. Like now we can't even breathe. I cannot breathe. I'm laughing at this because like (laughs) this, the scene is incredible. Just watching 15 people walk up to this window. So then... I get up, I get up once more and dude, they're all like at the base of the window staring up like the children of the corn at just like, what the fuck is happening in this window? And that's when we lost it. That's like, whenever you can't breathe while you're laughing, that's the best. And I wonder, do you think anyone's ever died from, from laughing too hard? Let me know if you guys have ever heard anybody who's died from laughing too hard, because I could see it being possible. I could see a lot of things being possible. I could see humans flying one day. I think that's possible. Now, I don't think we're going to just flap our fucking arms and, and take off, but I think uh, I think it's possible. I think, um, I don't know, I, I try to read The Secret, and I know in The Secret they talk about how anything's possible if you believe it. But actually, I took, I got the wrong book. It's called The Greatest Secret. Apparently that one came out this year and Amazon was pushing it because I was looking for the secret. I couldn't find the secret. But yeah, man, college was a college was a hoot because back in college, I feel like life was simple but more complex because simple in the sense of you are there to do this, you're there to learn, you're there to you're there to learn and get the grades. But it's complex in the sense of you're learning a lot of different things and most of the things you don't even want to learn. And um, the reason I personally left college is because I knew it was was like tailoring me to a route where it was going to tell me what I was going to be told what to do the rest of my life. And I didn't want to go that way. I knew I knew that I wouldn't be happy that way. So weird, weird story about that, actually. Eh, I remember. My first semester of college, it was great. It was awesome. Got arrested at one point, but we're not going to talk about that. But it was great. But I remember going back home for winter break and then coming back for second semester in January. And guys, this gives me chills thinking about how crazy because my timeline, I wouldn't be right here talking on this microphone in this place right now. And it all came down to a literal, a literal fork in the road guys. Literal. Let me tell you this story. I don't think I've told this story. I came back and I was there for like a week or two and I just started getting intense. Like I wouldn't, I don't know how to say it. It's like, I wouldn't even say anxiety. It was more like just longing to be home. I just wanted to be home. Which is weird, though, because, again, I've covered this before in this exact house, actually, when I discovered that the memory is never as good as the moment. I mean, the moment's never as good as the memory, but um, this thing's dangling. But I just wanted I just wanted to be back home. Like, I made friends. I had a bunch of friends in college, but I just didn't consider them as good as my friends back home in St. Louis, and I just, I just felt... 
like if and to tell you the truth i just kind of felt like if you weren't in greek life there you're kind of like very much looked down upon it was so cringy behavior like very cringy behavior they they called you geeds and shit like that it was like motherfucker aren't you paying for all these people that are, you're surrounded with aren't you paying for them to be over there why are you all dressing the same you know didn't you suck that guy's dick or something to get initiated? Like, holy fuck. So that, I never understood that. I knew some of it was coming from there, but I think mainly I just wanted to be back um, with all my friends, even if it was in uh, the shitty house I called home. I just wanted to. So, God, this is so crazy. Actually, it wasn't two weeks. It was two days after I got back, after I came back, and I'm like, I think I... I don't think college is for me, man. I don't think college is for me. I started saying that to my roommate, and I'm like, I really think I'm going to leave. I, like, really think I'm going to leave. And I wasn't saying, let me take back. I wasn't saying, like, college isn't for me. I was saying, like, the path I'm on is not for me. Like, I think I was going to school for business or something. I'm like, I want to be a director. I want to go to film school. That's all I want to do. Go to film school. I can go back to St. Louis, get my general eds, and then go out to California and go to film school. It was all about film school. Everything was about film school because that's all I wanted to do was film school. Ever since a little kid, I wanted to direct films. And so I was like, all right, man, this is it. And, you know, like sometimes it's hard to gauge those situations in life. Like, am I acting out of this? Was I acting out of that because I wanted to feel more comfortable in the home I grew up around my friends, um, easier classes, less expensive, or... Was I doing that just because I was scared of change? And it could be. It could it could have been. But let me tell you what happened and why I think about that situation sometimes. I've been like, wow, I could have turned out to be a completely different person than the person I am right now. Like easily. I was at the crossroads. And you'll see. So anyway, I start. I, I announce it. I, I call my mom. Like, listen, I got to get out of here. Like, I got to go. I got to get I got to get the hell out of here. I don't want to be doing this. I want to go to film school, so I'll go to Merrimack for like 2 years and my friend two of my friends are going to Merrimack. I'm like this is great. Like this is going to be awesome. And even saying that right now, I feel like I had some I have something in my gut that was just maybe that I had back then where it's like maybe that's not the right decision. So really think about this. So guys, I was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um and like in my dorm room, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pack up my things. So I pack up my things and I was using my brother's car, which was off campus. So I had a skateboard to get it. And I remember it was a very cold night. And so all my things were packed and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go skateboard to get it. So I hop on my skateboard and I'm like, Jonah, I'll be right back. And it was all great people. Like I met a bunch of great people recently and I was just leaving and I don't know why. I don't know. Think it, it was just because I didn't like that path I was going on at all. But I don't think that's the main reason I was changing. I think a lot of that might've come from just wanting to be with my friends. That's all I wanted to do. And, um, so I'm skateboarding, down the college avenue down over to the car where I got to pick up the car and I stop and I sit on this bench and 
I just sit there for a while. Like I sit there for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So I call the girl I was seeing at the time. I talked to her. Um, she gave me a great perspective on like everything and definitely wasn't making it appear like she was just saying that to get me home or anything like that. And then I called my mom, talked to her for a bit. I think I even called my grandma. I talked to a bunch of people and I was just sitting there and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like literally I'm looking to the left of me and I'm seeing this path where I go get that car. I pack it up and I drive home and I and literally at 8 a.m. I have orientation because it was still early enough in the school year where I could still sign up for classes that for this semester. And then I look to the right of me and I see me staying at Mizzou and getting involved in clubs. I don't think I was involved with the water ski team yet. I think this might have been the semester I did. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it was that semester actually, I think. Um, going to clubs, uh, I had a college campus videos I was making at the time. Just looking to the right of me and I'm like, okay, and then graduating with a degree, maybe getting into business. I'm looking to the left of me and that's going home and pursuing film in California. I, and Okay, now I realize, thinking back, the, the main drive for all of this, and this is a recurring theme in my life, as you guys can see, is my, the main theme for all this is I wanted to get my ass to California. And I knew that going to the left was going to be way quicker for me to get to California than going to the right. Because going to the left, I'd only need a year and a half more of school. And going to the right would mean I'd have to probably stay for three and a half more years. I just wanted to get to California. I know this California, still to this day, I know California is the mission, and I never want to leave. So, again, we got on the right side, college. On the left side, I mean, Mizzou, staying at Mizzou. Left side, get in the car, and then leave in Mizzou. And at this point, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning, and it's a two-hour drive, so I'm already, I'm already going to be there by 3.30. So, what do you guys think I did? This is freshman year, by the way. This answer is going to surprise you. I went left, man. I went left, and I'm like, I got to get that car. It's time for me to get out of here. This place isn't for me. So I skateboarded down to the car, and I got in. I sat there for a bit. I'm like, is this really what I want to do? Something was still pulling me back. Is this really what I want to do? And I get in. I drive over to the... And that, ironically, I was in the worst, um, I was in the absolute worst uh, dorm in the entire Mizzou. And that's not even debatable. The, by far the worst one. They tore it down by now. And I'll get into that later. Holy shit. I guess this is turning into a college story sort of podcast. But I get in the car, I drive over, and I have my friends help me pack up my things. I pack up my things and I say goodbye. I'm out of here. I'm gone. Funny you can hear the crackle, the fire in the background as I'm talking about this. I'm gone. I'm out of here. I'm bye. Bye. So I sit in my car once again. Again, I'm this is a fork in the road, guys. I can I have two very different timelines. And I'm like, I sit in the car for a bit. I'm like there's still time to turn back. If I really want to stay, there's still time to turn back. And I look at the time. It's like 1.30. I'm like, I'm not even going to get home until like 4. 
at this rate, and I have orientation by like seven or eight. I better get going. Put it in drive. So I'm driving. Boom, 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 boom. Driving, 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 driving. I get, I'm like 10 or 20 miles from Mizzou now. And I'm like, I'm just going to get a coffee because um, I need to stay awake for this drive, of course. I pull off. I get the coffee. I get back in my car. And I turn my ass right back around and I go back to Mizzou, boy. I go right back. Um, I get in at like 3 a.m. I move my stuff in. I move, put the car back. I don't. I go to bed at like 5 a.m. And I wake up the next morning at like 8 a.m. for my classes. And I'm like, fuck that. Fuck that. So like, I was just talking about this too. It's weird how a simple decision, and that's obviously not that simple of a decision, but a simple decision will dictate a lot of the rest of your life. And that's pretty crazy to me personally. Because, um, one second. Because when I was Uber driving, you make a left, you're, you're meeting, you're going to way different places and meeting way different people. Every person, every place, every single path you go to is different than making a right in the morning and getting those customers and getting those paths and everything like that. So thinking about that, it's like, where would I be? Would I have actually gone to California for film school? Or would I have just followed the route of comfortability? I don't know. But I just want to do something back then. I just want to do something. There's so many things to do, but yeah, long story short, you know, I, I get back, I finish out the semester, I pledge a stupid fraternity, which I regret pledging, so that's not for me, um, and then go to, I just worked that summer, okay, yeah, I'm trying to get my timelines right, I just worked that summer, came back to college, got our own place off campus, that was a great time, we had an absolute blast, I remember this one Fucking person wouldn't stop letting their dog take a shit in front of our yard. So what I did was I just bought like one of those fake security cameras on Amazon and hung it up there. And I I like wrote a threatening note and I used the dog shit to like pin the note down. Man, it's crazy to think about back then because um, it's a different mentality in in college. I don't really like besides... I would say like 20% of people. I really don't think people going to college are going to college to pursue their life goals or dreams. They're generally going to college because they want to make money. And um, that's a flawed way to think about it. And that's what I'm realizing. I've talked about this a couple times and I talked about this a bunch lately. It's like, what's good? What good is money if, and I'm, I'm specifically talking like, you know, say stock trading or crypto trading, which I love to do, don't get me wrong. But outside of that, when you make money in that, what do you do with the money? Make more money. Okay, but what's it all leading up to? Buying stuff? I know, yeah. So I think it's very important to that you do what you want to do. And you got to do it when you want to do it. Because that inclination, those opportunities are not going to last forever. And... um 
just being in the trading world for well over a year now, that's nothing compared to a lot of people. But I made my first video in 2020 in January when I first got into it. I love it and I love how I can make money from it. But the substance of the money, it doesn't leave me too fulfilled. I don't know if anyone else can react to this, but like, say like when I was drop shipping, at least I was like building a business and I was selling products that people for the most part liked. Obviously with drop shipping products, you get your haters. And uh, with the course, you know, just seeing the crazy amounts of results from people and just helping people make money on their own like that. That's what I love to do. And to tell you the truth, guys, just like some... Some part of me is just like, it doesn't make me feel too well. And it's great, don't get me wrong, and I'm not here sitting up here complaining because the crypto market, especially in the stock trading market, have been very good to me. And it's just like, wow, I can really do whatever I want. Okay, what do I want to do? Okay, I'll just keep trading. But then I think what I really need to do is just work on a, a balance because especially with like crypto, like I'm long on crypto, and to tell you the truth, I'm becoming more and more short on stocks because I can make a good amount of money short-term options trading. But long-term, it's like, sometimes it's like soul-crushing soul to just watch your, your portfolio bleed after bleed day to day to day to day after seeing it go green from day to day to day. But my point of that is, what's it all worth if you're just making money for yourself? Because like when it comes to, and I got to keep emphasizing, all I'm trying to do is give a perspective to a, a bunch of people who I had the perspective of a while ago where it's all about, I can't wait to get money and I can, you know, have freedom. I can do whatever I want. Okay. I've, to tell you the truth, I've been, what is that? I've been 2021. So I've been doing that for almost four years straight now. Almost four years uh, since I started. Well, it has been four years since I started dropshipping, but three and a half since I started successfully. And it's great. But what I'm saying is when you make money, the less substance you have behind the money, the less fulfilled you are going to be. And um, that's why I'm excited to do these videos because not only am I going to be able to make money options trading and, and doing all this trading, but it's the videos I make around it is what's going to bring me joy and hopefully a lot of other people joy and it's not going to be one of these screen shares let's analyze the fundamentals of this stock it's not going to be like that it's going to be educational entertainment and that's the direction i want to go because i love helping people but i love entertaining people and i actually love entertaining people maybe a little bit more than i do like financially helping people because i know that laughter is the is the biggest help of ever it's the purest form of currency and entertainment is the transaction. And if I can merge those two, because I really love doing both, which I am doing right now, then that's where my fulfillment around trading is going to become teaching people. You know, I'm still in the learning phase myself, so I'm not trying to like teach anybody, but eventually probably teaching people because what, especially with this new project that me and my mentor are working with, holy shit, I have never seen anything like this. Uh, it's really, really incredible. I've never heard of this. And the, ba the, the barrier to entry is so low that some kid 
some 18 year old kid in Kentucky who's just like working at a five guys can start making like serious money with basically no risk. And it's not, I definitely understand when you're like, Oh, that sounds too good to be true. There's gotta be a catch. I mean, there, there kind of is, but he's testing it out right now. He's cause he's, he's just such a phenomenal charter. And then he's going to teach me that. And then um, we're going to go from there. But Money with substance behind it is what I really love. And that's what I love to do. And mainly it's just doing what you want to do. And so when I look at my YouTube and I just haven't posted in like three months, I'm like, damn, that's the biggest gap I've ever taken. But I I really needed it for sure. I've talked about that before. Mm. But yeah, getting back into, I guess this kind of bleeds into that story, getting back into... Uh, the college stories thing. Well, for those of you who don't who are just tuning in and don't know my history with college before that, I mean, right after that, I finished up. I worked that summer, came back at our own place, yada 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 yada. But then I went back for winter. I had like a weird, I had like a crushing moment between Thanksgiving and then the next semester. So after that, I was kind of like, you know. I just want to be, I just want to, I need something. I need something. I've been doing this the same way. And so the way it worked out was I like moved out of my house into my friend Jimmy's house. But Jimmy's friend was moving in or his cousin or something was moving in um, planned February. And I had it till February, which is perfect because I was planning to pledge another stupid fraternity. As you can see, as I talked in the other one. There's obvious things I wanted to change within myself or change about myself, but I was changing outside of myself with, rather than within myself. And so that's why I was like, I'll just find new friends. I'll go to new place. I'll, I'll find a new, um, a new frat or whatever. But I wasn't taking the inside. I'm like, is this really what I want to do? Is this really where I want to be? Am I really enjoying myself? And will I enjoy the, 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 um, the benefits that supposedly this path of college is has for me. And I was like, hmm, let me drown that out by, you know, changing my environment, whatever. So just to recap for those of you who don't know, I ended up pledging that stupid frat, which I'm happy about, and you'll see why. And I got an offer to go to Los Angeles, the my favorite city, the city I've only been to once in my life, but I couldn't stop thinking about it my entire fucking next seven years and um I guess six years and I was like all right this is it this is what I want to do how many people are in that studio oh you got a studio how many people how many beds one how many people five to six let's do it let's do it well we have a car no all right that's fine I got a skateboard uh they got they got the metro out there right yeah metro should be fine you know where are we staying Koreatown Koreatown should be fine you know it looks cool I had no idea what I was walking into, but that was the greatest summer of my entire fucking life by far. By far. And it was the challenge behind it. It was the challenge behind it. We feel, we feel fulfilled through challenges. This is a known fact. Accomplishing, taking on and accomplishing challenges. It's like there's very wealthy kids who kill themselves because they under they they have never faced any challenge and they never will because their families are worth hundreds of millions. It's never gonna happen. That's why Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, they understand this. And they're only leaving their kids like a million. I mean, Bill Gates left their kids 10 million, but 
Yeah, outside of that, it's about finding that challenge. And when you're going through the challenge, it's going to seem like it sucks sometimes. But looking back, man, that memory is going to be way better than the moment. I said this last year when I was in this house. I said, yeah, out here in Colorado, it's cool and everything, but I don't really understand. Like, I don't think I really will appreciate this moment until way later down the line. And then looking back now on that that's that month I spent here. It's like, wow, like, was I right or what? Like, <laughs> I just knew it. And I get this like crazy feeling of nostalgia going through it. So when I was in LA, though, that was what caught me. I was like, this is a shitty situation. And I'm sleeping in a fucking closet. And there's like literal 10 ham, 10 families living on my block and not in the buildings. And there's crime left and right. I mean, we saw some robberies happen, two AK-47s at the gas station right next to us that we always went to. And I'm like, this, right in the metro and people throwing blood at you and people fighting. And um, it was just the most incredible thing I've ever seen. In that moment, I was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. And what's crazy and what's even wild about that is... there was a lot of moments when I was living in LA recently in that, you know, multi-million dollar house in the hills with the great view. And I'd be thinking about that time in that studio. And it's just weird because there's when you're under that challenge, you don't understand how cool that is. And so anyone in a challenge right now, you know, just just know that the memories the mem the moment's gonna be Worse than the memory in that sense, because the memory is going to be like, oh, that's what got me here and that's what got me there. But anyway, going off of that, as you can see, now that I'm talking about it, Los Angeles has been the main driving factor to most of my decisions. And that's why I've been feeling kind of weird lately with this move to Miami. It's like I'd, I'd rather move to L.A. Um, so from there, I get back to college and I move all my stuff into this frat house because now I can move in. And I'm like, I really don't want to do this, but I kind of don't have a choice. Like, it's too late to find a roommate. I've been in a all, all summer. It's too late to find a roommate. I guess I'll just live here. And it was like, cool. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to have parties. It's going to be at this house. And I was just, I went to bed that night. Oh, actually... I didn't even go to bed in that house even one time. I put all my stuff there, and I'm like, I do not. There's four people in this room. What am I doing? Like, what the fuck am I doing? We're on bunk beds. I'm 20 years old. I'm too old for this shit. And I went over to the girl I was seeing seeing at the Times house, and I just spent the night over there. And then in the morning, I came back, and I had a photo shoot to do with this one girl, Best is her, her actual name is Best. And I get, I pick her up. We go to like this area of the apartment that's like green, whatever. And we're just sitting there. And uh, actually, before this, I went on a walk with uh, my buddy Sharose at the time. And I was just saying, you know something doesn't feel right with me, man. Like coming back from that environment into this environment, I never knew how much I was missing out on until I actually went over there and see it. That's something, uh, 
say what you will about Grant Cardone, but that's something Grant Cardone was talking about a, a bunch too. I'm going to pull that up because I actually have that saved. Well, from way back in the day. And this is um, is why people just got to go out and try it. You know, even if it doesn't work, just go out and fucking try it. Let's see. Okay. I might have to go a little deeper, but it's worth it. But I'll just continue the story. But um, basically from there, I was freaking out. And then I went and did the, then I went and did the actual photo shoot. And then from there, I went up and um, she asked me a question. And I really wish I could remember the question because the question it just completely cleared things up for me. And I think it was something like, you know, but if you stayed with, and if you if you did end up staying and you did end up, you know, going through with the degree, would that leave you happy? And then I just thought, you know, the answer was no. So I went ahead and... Called up my parents. I'm like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm dropping out. It's over. It's done. Like, And I'm like, I totally understand that this doesn't make sense right now, but I want you to know that it's going to work out. I remember saying things like that. And then I, I left. And yeah, that's basically the... Um, that's basically the story of... Of that, and I've been thinking about that so much because it was like the challenge of it was what made me so happy. And it's hard to like get a legit. Nah, never mind. Never mind. By the way, guys, I want to say that advicefromscott.com. Go ahead and email me all your questions at advice from Scott because I will be answering them. I know I said only videos and audios from them, but we didn't get any actually so I guess people aren't aren't too keen about that so it's actually weird a lot of the emails have disappeared I don't know yeah I don't know why a lot of these emails aren't even showing up this doesn't make any sense to me because usually we have a bunch more let me check it on my phone real quick and I'll get into these some uh, I'll get into some of these questions for sure Mm-mm-mm. Gmail. Okay. So let me pull these up. Let me ask. And again, si- uh, send me any type of question you want. I didn't mean to alienate anybody by not including text messages. Because I understand some people don't want to send videos and audios, and that's fine. But I'm going to go ahead and read some of these wow so we got James right here he says if you are interested in a reset mushrooms are great when microdosing for this reset you may need I have been in your shoes a few times and allowing my brain to move into creative flowing space while microdosing helped tremendously. Maybe it's the fact that you finally slow down and tune 
into what's in front of you. I don't really have words for it. I was trying to, I am against trying any type of drug for so long and shortly after I was released from the hospital, I was there for one week completely alone with no support and I hit a new low. I tried mushrooms for the first time after I had gotten out. That night was a beautiful experience, especially if you have a friend that you are breaking down walls with you. I would love to tell you more about a few of my experiences. If this is something you're interested in, I can help you kind of plan an evening, keep it light and flowy, and keep the willingness to allow whatever is said to be said. It is super easy to create your space with, for a light dose. And hey, Scott, thank you for your willingness to express what is going on in your world. You've connected with an audience that I have felt with has been overlooked a lot, especially in the space of entrepreneurship. I've been following you for a while and appreciate the convo feel of your solo podcast. You keep discussing things that are valid and present in my life. So keep it up. I really appreciate it. You know, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, mushrooms. So many people have told me about mushrooms. I've never done mushrooms. I've actually had uh, an experience back when I was 18 that scared the shit out of me from trying, like, anything. And I, I think I've talked about that before, and I've also said how, like, I think that's, like, that alone is one episode in itself, and I might, I might have that, I might have that um, come eventually. Do, do do do. Let's see what else. Keenan's not fucking around. He goes, "Hey Scott, let's skip the bullshit and get right into the question. What camera do you recommend as a beginner? Also, assume they're on the light budget. Appreciate it. Yeah, go ahead and uh, Sony." A7 Mark III is probably the minimum you should get, but anything in the Sony A7 line, go ahead and get my man. Go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it. Um, Yeah, guys, we've run through a lot of these questions, and now I kind of regret opening some because there was actually some. I probably filmed two podcasts in my life that I haven't ended up posting just because it was in that two-month time where I was like, just... Needing a reset like this guy. Um, sorry, blanked on your name. I think it's James. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, I've thought about it. I, I've, I've learned a lot about hallucinogens looking into it, like DMT and, and mushrooms and acid. Acid's probably something I probably would never do just because it's not naturally made. I like the chem, like something about mushrooms like something leaps inside of me when I think about it. And you could be right. It could be exactly what I needed because I just feel like recently COVID didn't help, but just um, the change of so much, the change of so much will lead you into um, a funk for sure. And then like just so much changes you guys saw and so much potential change, like Left and right, it's like uh, the dog, da, da, da. okay, moving to Miami, and then, oh, going to Colorado, and going to Colorado from Miami to Miami, and, oh, he's going back to St. Louis, hey, and just so much. So, you know, man, maybe that is what I need, and who knows? If I, if I do do it, I'll definitely keep you guys updated. I won't leave you in the dark. I'll let you know exactly what's going on. Um, but... That's a, yeah, that's one thing else um, that I wanted to bring up here as we're closing off. I really want to find the balance because, say, a year and a half ago, 
this was my balance. Make dropshipping stores, make YouTube videos about the dropshipping stores. And it wasn't, and it was all under my control. For the most part, now when a Chinese supplier fucks me over or something, that's a little different. But for the most part, it was under my control completely. And I wasn't thinking about it all day. I was like, you know, I checked, I would check the, the store every once in a while, you know, maybe a couple times. But I would understand the natural flow of the progression that it was going to be. But I kind of have like an obsessive personality, like very addictive and I can feel like I'm addicted to the crypto charts or I'm addicted to the uh, stock charts. But at the end of the day, I know that I'm just addicted to the money. And to place so much of myself within money is a dangerous game to play because then you start losing the things that make you you and you're just going after things that make you money. But that's the culture of today. You look at someone like 6 9 or you look at any like mainstream like say rapper or any anyone that the, the image of success is like money 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 throwing money showing money wasting money apparently that's like a, a cool thing to do wait how much money can i waste i can waste more money than you but you just really you don't really see too many of them flexing the fact that they're doing what they love to do for a living they and they make money from it, but they, they they skip that part. You know, they just go right to it. Someone like J. Cole, someone like Kendrick Lamar, and these are just rappers, of course, but people who, like, really are outspoken and really show that the thing they value more than money is the source of where it's coming from. You know? It's something to think about for sure. So... Yeah, guys, that's that's really what I wanted to talk about today and get off my mind. It's this, uh, apparently the snow should clear up by tomorrow. Whew. And then I'm back in St. Louis for at least four months. And there's nothing wrong with that. I used to, I used to think, I used to fight it, I used to fight it. But ever since the, the LA thing, it's kind of like, why fight someone like I, I, I tend to have this tendency to not appreciate. And this is where that realization of the memory is never as good as the moment. Cause I have it. And I think we all have this most people, I would say we all have a tendency to not appreciate where we are. And this is something I'll close off with and might be surprising with some people. There was times in Los Angeles at that house that I wanted my entire life, like such a great with living with the best people. Like I couldn't ask for better roommates. It was such a great spot. And I would find, of course, there's so many good times. I find myself sometimes being like, is this really where I want to be? Like, maybe I should just go back to St. Louis. Like I was literally thinking like, maybe I should go back to St. Louis at the end of this lease. And, you know, work on things there and stuff. It's like, wow. So no matter where you can go, that memory is never going to be as good as that moment. I mean, the moment's never going to be as good as that memory because the memory is what's drawing you back. That's not the case for me with Los Angeles, but it is the case for me with a lot of other things. And so the Los Angeles thing is, is I think the root of me feeling like I'm kind of like all over the place when I literally am like I'm in Colorado right now, but I really do feel like that's the route to 
a lot of it because my identity was so highly placed into that. But again, that's another dangerous thing because when you place, when, when you choose something outside of your own being to situate your identity with, when you don't have that thing, you don't feel like yourself. And honestly, that's what's, uh, that's what was going on with me. Like I got to get back to LA eventually and maybe I will sooner than later. Maybe I, I end up, all of this leads me back to Los Angeles and I never even end up moving to Miami. But who knows? Who knows? I'm just going with it. Just figuring it out. Reading a bunch out here. We're about to go join a gym right after this. Went on, a, went on that hike. About to go on a bunch of hikes and just filming Tuesday through Friday. Filming some videos, time to get back into the YouTube. Because what I ultimately want to do out here is set the foundation for the life I want to live leading up to this. Maybe not a complete foundation, but I have a decent idea of what where I want to take this that will not only make me a good amount of money, but also make me, um, more importantly, feel great and feel like the person I want to be. Because I'll tell you what, I don't know how anybody could just do options trading. And even if you're making a ton of money, it's like, okay, but I, don't, I just don't understand. I'm sorry, just stock trading, which everybody's different. But where is the, the source value besides the money itself? Where is the value? And that's why I love entertainment. Let me be very clear on that, though. I am not knocking stock trading at all. I'm not knacking any trading at all. But all I'm saying is if that's all you do, ask yourself what you do outside of that. Or ask yourself, does it fulfill you? And it doesn't really matter if it fulfills you or not because that's how you're making your money, right? But ask yourself, if if the answer is no, what are you doing besides this? Or what are you doing to to feel that sense of fulfillment? What are you doing with the money? Are you just using the money to make more money? I don't know. That's just my two cents on it, guys. I didn't know where this podcast was going to go when I first pressed play, but, you know, that's how it that's how it goes sometimes. I just wanted to make this out here because it's the first one of many out here. In beautiful Colorado, we have seven more weeks. Let me Let me get my exact calculator out right here. We got one, two, three, what? Oh, my God. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks in one day. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So there's going to be a lot of adventures that happen out here, a lot of feeling uncomfortable. A lot of, like, I'll tell you one thing. I've never felt more comfortable than having that fire going while watching this TV I bought from Costco that I'm planning on returning because they got a 90-day return policy right in front of me watching Westworld with the snow pouring on the motherfucking trees. Um, so, yeah. I guess, let me think of one thing to close off. I like hitting that hour mark, you know. I like hitting this hour mark and... I try to always aim for at least an hour because it's, what's, it, what's a good way to describe it? 
when you talk for a while, you, you penetrate the top part. Like I literally almost ended this podcast at nine minutes because I was like, oh, I don't think I got anything else to talk about. But I got a lot to talk about for sure. A lot more. How was your sleep? Yeah, that's good. I was just saying how it's crazy. We're out here for seven weeks and one day now. So we actually have 50 more days. It's a long time and we're coming out here with the snow. The snow's the, the snow's the crazy part for sure. You know? The snow's the fucking crazy part. Oh, Those are hitting my ears. But yeah, you're about to be editing this, by the way. You gotta get your three hours in, right? You can use this clip right now if um if they ever ask for proof. Like boom. He's talking about her editing the podcast. She's about to edit the podcast. So I'm just going to end it right there so you can uh, finish it. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Peace.